Hey folks, it's the pushiest salesman in the mattress store we call Out of the Forest, Chris, here with my pre-show rigmarole. I'm going to keep it real quick. You should follow us at The Forest Cast on Twitter, like SCP Play did just recently, as well as potentially emailing us at outoftheforestcast at gmail.com or telling your friends. I've also heard that reviewing us on iTunes is an important thing, but hey. In any case, I'm going to let you get right to the show after that. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Last time on Out of the Forest. Why does the spirit not want us to know what happened to it? I mean, obviously, because we'd interfere with whatever it's trying to do. We have to figure out what she's trying to accomplish. Step out with your hands up, and we do not need this to become any kind of altercation. We're not here to, to hurt you. We're trying to help. Um, we're trying to help people not get hurt, and these freaking dummies are already attacking us. So we need we need your help. As this click rings out. This horrifying uh, melody starts to play from the really shitty speakers in the monitor of this computer. Uh, you see Karen Nuno start humming, and this security guard literally f- collapse on the floor, and you hear her begin to hum as well. Making a barrier to that, that through uh, electromagnetic frequencies and, and such like that, it all goes a little bit above your head, uh, could just dispel any and all magic that was cast through it and they were putting it through the last like major stress test uh, when the power level spiked unexpectedly and it broke through the barrier and just destroyed the testing chamber, killing everyone inside. Uh, and finally, you the, the, the very first thing that got redacted, so the very last thing that gets removed, you see the uh, company, that the, the client that issued all of this, uh, and it simply reads, The Agency. I fucking knew it. You see the ghost of Dr. Russell floating behind them, her tendrils moving them as her puppets, and then you see the eyes of the mask glow a dark red, and she kind of swings her hand in a chop through the air diagonally, and a hole just rips itself in the door of the elevator at that exact angle. What the fuck? Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards wishing they were pieces of Exodia. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris, and I'm your GM slash Keeper, and I'm joined by my players. I'm Evan, and I play Baron. I'm Dominic, and I play Akununus. I'm Jessica, and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair, and I play Isaac. Alright, we ended on quite an action-packed scene, so I'm not gonna delay any further in letting... Whatever music cue I make later, take us away. The elevator is pulled haltingly all the way up to the first floor, where the first of many stops pinged by Dr. Crane uh, is scheduled to open. The elevator finally reaches this floor, and the doors open on both sides as you arrive at both the cafeteria and the first floor. Uh, Dr. Crane kind of looks amongst the rest of you and goes, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, I kind, of, I kind of panicked. Do we do we get off here? What's the plan? What what was all that? What, who, who, mannequins? I, oh. 
Um, I, th I think it's best if we get off here, yes. Alright. Uh, you all begin to get off of the elevator, and Isaac, as you are about to make your way off, as, as the rest of your friends and this, this uh, scientist makes their way off, you suddenly feel your blood turn cold, and you freeze in place. As you look back, you see Iris uh, floating behind you, and you see a ghostly hand reaching out of the bottom of the elevator, gripping her wrist. She Iris. looks stunned and terrified. <laughs> Wait, no, we can't get off yet. Isaac, what's wrong? What's going on? The ghost has Iris. As you say this, the doors of the elevator begin to close. Um, I run back in. Uh, you you, I, you didn't make it out before this. Fuck! Happened. Okay, I'm so still you, in you're, it. You're, you're still on it. You are the right. only one left on it. Uh, Enoch rushes being... forward and see, see if they can like go through the elevator. Alright, act under pressure. Okay. It's nine enough? I can't remember. On a nine, uh, yeah, it is a mixed success. Uh, you begin rushing towards these closing elevator doors. Uh, and you realize that you can make it in there, but the elevator doors will probably close immediately after you get in. Are you fine with that? Yes. Okay, you, you get in there and the doors close, and the elevator immediately begins moving up to the second floor, as Dr. Crane had punched it, and Isaac, you see Iris uh, held in place um, as the elevator moves up without her. Um, Fuck. Baron and Carninos, you are left alone with Dr. Crane, uh, who is looking wide-eyed at the closing door and just goes, why did, why did they rush back in? What, 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 what is happening? Um, I think... Uh... I don't know. Did did Enif say anything? Did you hear anything? It sounded like Enif sounded like they were trying to help Isaac, and Isaac did say something about um, about Iris trying. Um, it sounded like there was something going on, but I couldn't see because you know the whole ghost thing doesn't help. I'm getting really sick of not being able to see these ghosts. <laughs> Same here. We need like some ghost glasses. Did did, did you say ghosts? Doctor Crane, ghosts are real. Bigfoot is real. The world is not what you think <laughs> is it is. Is he? Wow, some big claims can just lay down. Really? I'm secretly from Atlantis. Get over it. <laughs> the um, gods are real. I'm a god. Baron's a werewolf. Your taxes don't go to the government. <laughs> Everything you know is a lie. <clears throat> he just slaps him across the face. Get over it. <laughs> Get a hold of he's yourself, like, he's man. Like, I was already a hold of it. Well, well, of course all that's true, but Bigfoot, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, he he looks at you, obviously bewildered, not quite sure how to process the many things you did and or did not say in that list of things <laughs> that you actually said. They're all shocking. Um, Especially the taxes. Uh, and then he looks over uh, behind him and... Uh, looks into the corner of the the um, reception area where you're now in and uh he looks back and goes what what did you do to the security guard hmm huh? security guard security guard i i 
I found out that you you folks are not who you claim to be, and I I called security on you, and 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 she said she'd handle it, and now she's gone, and you were running amok in the basement. What what is going on here? What did you do to her? Look, we tried to explain the situation to her, as we are going to probably do to you in a couple minutes here, um, but. People that are here are in danger, and we are trying to help you guys. Um, it's going to seem weird, but yes, there is a ghost that is trying to attempting to hurt people in this building here. It is uh, the ghost of the woman that died in the experiments. What can you tell us? Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. Baron Roll manipulate someone. Okay. To get him to calm down, to actually lead into Kenny News' question, we'll handle that after we see how you resolve. You just have manipulate someone, right? Yep, so you get your plus weird. Your, your, your werewolf musk. My musk. That is a 12. Please yeah, don't no, say he, it like he, that. <laughs> he is convinced as hell. Uh, Kernunos, uh, go yeah. ahead and give me an uh, investigate a mystery on that, I think. Oh, cool. uh, you get, take a plus one uh, thanks to Baron's good, good, uh, good, good musk. calming skills. Good, <laughs> good <laughs> musk. Good, good I, am, musk. I am the werewolf therapist. Oh, man, that's that an, 11, an 11, baby. 11, yeah, you get to ask two questions from the investigate mystery Doofy. list. Doofy. I think uh, what happened here is a fair question for what you Kernunus actually Yeah, so I'm asked. definitely going to ask that. Yeah, we can, we can see what uh, Dr. Crane answers, and then we will lead from there. Uh, Dr. Crane looks a little conflicted at your question, but uh, you can kind of tell by the, the way his eyes are kind of glazing over slightly that he's still under some of the effects of Baron's Me knocking sort him of out good earlier. Good yeah, okay. Baron's good, good <laughs> musk. Been a lot, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> um, and musk he... is the least of his problems. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a nice bruise on his throat from where he did that chokehold. He's got uh, just just bags under his eyes from running around all day. That's not how that works at all. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he, he looks a little conflicted, but it's clear that uh, Baron's good, good musk is still having an effect, and he goes, uh, the... Uh, that was my wife. Oh, she, fuck. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, sorry, bro. She was... She was conducting some top-secret experiments for one of our loftier clients, and they kept pushing the envelope, making, uh, really going past the safety restrictions, and I kept telling her that she had to put her foot down and get out of there, but uh, she seemed really roped into the whole process, and one day, it, she just didn't come back from tests, it, you don't just not come back from tests. Why did she die? I I don't no know. No tact know. whatsoever. <laughs> certainly does not care. I know. Specific details, but whatever the, the test was, it, she and whoever else was running the test with her passed away. Burns covering most of their bodies. Uh, I... If... If the, she truly is haunting this place, it's probably because she blames it for her death, for, for pushing her there, is, would be my guess. I, it was not from what I, uh, the, the, uh, 
autopsies. The, the the coroner didn't want to tell me about it, so I had to to go through the uh, some some back channel means. It sounds like her death was not a painless one. Mm. And you do get one more question from Investigator Mystery. Um. Uh. What? Hmm. I guess what can hurt it? Can hurt it? Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, how does Karnunas phrase that question? Um, I think that, that as your, far as he can tell... What's your wife's biggest weakness? Yeah, kind of. No, it's like, <laughs> what, would, what would get, what would get your wife... <laughs> what would get your wife to, to... Hold on, let me do this in character. To date me. <laughs> to calm I want, down? I, I want to date your wife. Um, <laughs> what would... What would That's be really keeping your... for the undead? <laughs> what would be keeping your wife tethered here? Why wouldn't her spirit move on? I don't know for sure. Uh, revenge is an obvious uh, sort of motivation, and I guess that's a bit of a stereotypical ghost motivation. But I mean, this place took her from me, so. Maybe she's trying to destroy it? Hmm. Alright. I've got an idea. But I do need something from you. Hmm. What, what would that be? A picture of your wife. I, <laughs> I, need, a, I need a vial of your blood. I... <laughs> You're so Go ahead and give me that manipulate oh someone. Oh, my come dude. On. No, no, come on. You just oh, asked him man. for a vial of blood apropos of nothing <laughs> in order to help his life spirit move on yeah yeah you tell yourself that christ give me that manipulate someone that's an, that eight. an eight so he is going to ask for some some assurances that you need that i believe would probably be fair uh so on a seven through nine they'll do it but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it if you ask too much they'll tell you what if anything it would tell uh, do it i think you may have asked too much there you asked for a vial of this man's blood he's, so he's not gonna, gonna use it i would I think beg he to might. differ that people are always using their blood at all times Ugh. all right what does he okay. need for me to do I, got, I have to think of what this man's <laughs> response to in this this crisis where he's learned that ghosts are real, that the ghost haunting this place and is his dead wife, and now this man is abruptly asking him for blood. Give me a second. Here goes my chance of asking him a question. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people anymore. This man asked for my blood. I need, I need that blood. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Okay. Dr. Crane. Dr. Crane. Dr. Crane looks at you just incredulously. Whatever whatever good good musk was still affecting him has kind Chris. of faded. Great, you ruined my musk. Uh <laughs> he, he's like vial of my blood. What could you possibly need that for? Dr. Crane, you just learned that ghosts are real, correct? I mean, it, yes. Do you think that the person that taught you that ghosts are real might know a little something about ghosts? Okay, but in exchange, you two have to make sure you have to to make sure I'm safe for the duration of whatever's going on here. All right, fine, I can do that. 
All right. There's some. He's dead in the next scene. <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh, dude. Testing equipment that I should be able to uh, extract some blood uh, on the third floor, so we can head up there to to do that. All right. Let's go. All right. The elevator uh, grinds to a second halt not too long after the first. On the second floor, Iris is gone, and it is just Isaac and Enith in the elevator. Uh, uh, one thing I do want to to point out, and it's your choice whether your characters realize it or not, I believe Kernunos is the one with the key card. Oh, beans. Oh, no. Mm, that's true. Oops. Um, uh, but you are alone in this elevator right now. Uh, Isaac, Isaac it feels just... really weird to be somewhat detached from Iris at this point in your development. Yeah. Isaac, what's what happened? What's wrong? The the ghost grabbed her and she's not here. She's not with me anymore. Iris? She's she's still yes, Iris is is gone. She's downstairs. I'm like frantically trying to press the, the basement button on the elevator. Door closed, basement, door closed, basement, like... Does anything happen? It begins to make its Nothing way up happens. to the third floor. Um, and as soon as it arrives on the third floor, during your frantic button pushing, the, the light for the basement actually lights up on that press. Um, Finally. And the doors close, and it begins to move down. This whole process takes a, a minute or two, though. You gotta go up before you can go down. It's a life yeah, lesson. Dr. Crane did push all of the buttons. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, he did. Because you didn't give him clear directions, and he panicked and hit all of them. <laughs> Reasonable. I don't. I don't know what to do. She's downstairs. I mean, we're. I have to go get her. I. I have to get her, and I have to help her. But I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do. Why is the ghost so? I guess attached to Iris. Was there any indication that it was trying to get to Iris before, or was this the first time? I don't think she's tried it before. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think so. No, I, maybe she's trying to uh, cling to, to something. Maybe she's angry. Maybe she's trying to get me to come back down. Um, maybe Iris, she wants something that Iris has. I, I don't know. Okay, well, whatever is going to meet us on the other side of that door is going to be pretty angry, so just stay behind me and be prepared. Thank you. And with that, the uh, elevator doors ding, and they open their, their shred form. You can actually see the basement uh, through this slice that uh, the ghost cut through it um, before the doors open, obviously. And you can kind of see on the other side, uh, your ice wall has sort of fallen apart without you to maintain it. Um, it quickly sort of just fell to pieces. And just scattered around the room are just limp mannequins just laying all over the place. Like there, I think there are currently now ten mannequins in the hallway just scattered through the hallway. Um, as the elevator opens, Isaac, you can see the ghost 
holding on to Iris and just sort of staring intently at her as if just sort of examining her. And Iris is just frozen in panic. Let go of her. The ghost looks up at the two of you and for the the first time you hear her speak uh the jaw of this mask that she has over her face unhinges like that of a of a marionette and her voice is as quiet as a gentle breeze whistling through the woods and yet as she speaks and looks at you is the only thing you can hear and she says Welcome, little medium. I didn't expect your guest here. She says, looking over towards Enith. Can I hear it? No, you cannot. Okay. At least not without, like, opening your third eye. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, as soon as we, like, you know, hedge our way off the elevator, and that, and when they they hear um, Isaac's, like, you know, exclamation that they look in that direction that he's looking at, and they open their third eye. All right, perfect. Uh, going to me that uh, read about situation roll. Which is sharp. Sharp. Yeah. I'll learn this eventually. <laughs> Someday. Someday. That is a 14. You could ask, I think, four questions Damn. with your third eye. And you also, uh, you catch the end of this speech. I think it's your third eye, like, lets all of this sort of magical information and parses it in a way that your your normal human brain can parse mm-hmm. um, you catch the, the sort of end of that just the, the sort of uh, your guest here uh, but you get to ask those questions um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed uh, you look around and you can kind of see uh, the ghost extending her tendrils towards the mannequins uh they are they do not seem to be moving with like purpose they don't seem like she's actively about to animate them but it seems like she is ready to on a moment's notice should it prove necessary okay um then what's the best way to protect the victim uh the best way to protect the victims um Ghosts are typically solitary creatures, uh, since they are typically only created in situations where an intense event just sort of consumed their being and led to them being unable to move on. Uh, so they don't normally interact, so there's a little bit of a lack of information regarding their interactions. Mm. But you get the feeling that them mingling in this way is probably not good for Iris. Uh, so any way you could force this ghost to release Iris, Iris can probably dematerialize and no longer be affected, but you need to find a way to force this ghost to let go of her. Okay. Um, and then... What's most vulnerable to me? What's most vulnerable to you? Um, the... You, you notice that these tendrils, um, and, and it takes you a while, a little bit to, to really recognize this and you know, some uh, creative thinking. You realize these tendrils are only reaching towards the mannequins that you didn't sever their connection to the ghost. So it seems like your spell did a good job on, at least for a decent amount of time since it's been a bit since that for, that, that encounter, uh, completely severs her ability to take control of them. So her, her connections to the physical world are most vulnerable to you. Okay. Um, and then you said four questions, right? 
Yep, because you get plus one for your third eye. Right. And you get three for uh, full success on a really bad situation. I'm going to say, what's my best way out? As in, like, out of uh, this situation. <laughs> your best way out would be to find a way to temporarily trap the ghost. Uh, she has proven adept at just passing through solid materials, so the elevator will be too slow and the stairs on the other side of her, so you'd have to find a way to stop her from following. Okay. Alright, and uh, that is the scene. You have your third eye open and can now see this ghost that has uh, Iris grasp in her hand and the, the unnatural way the, she is speaking through this mask. Um, she has made no direct moves to attack you as she has in the past and seems to be actually speaking, which is a, a, a first. Uh, Isaac, what do you do? Look, I, I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know why you're angry. I don't know why you're still here. Can we talk about this? Can I please have my friend back? And can we help you? She tilts her head to the side and uh, looks back at the ghost and just goes, Your friend. How? Girl. I always wondered about ghosts when I was alive. They were an area of personal research. It's very difficult to do, but you... You seem to be able to see me just fine. And I am assuming it's because of her. I assumed maybe you were using her for the powers you were exhibiting. Oh, your friend. This... This one. That's funny. Why is that so funny? Uh, she looks back at you and just goes, <laughs> Oh, you don't know that's even funnier. I... No. This is a distraction. This is wasting my time. And your friends... are also wasting our time. I better be dealing with this faster. And Enif you see those tendrils reach out and the mannequins begin to animate. Um, I'm going to take out the binder that I kept in my suit that had all of her information in it. Mm -hmm. And since that had a personal connection to her, um, I'm going to try to trap the ghost inside the book. Okay, interesting. I like this a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and give me that uh, use magic roll as you, you, you channel her connections to the, this story of her death. Um, to to trap a specific person, minion, or monster. And I think I get a, a plus one because it says in bad read a bad situation. If you act on the answers, you get plus one. Yeah, yeah. All right. For sure. That is a ten. That is a perfect success. You hold out this book as these tendrils reach out for the mannequins and uh, you channel her connections to this, and you see her look at you very rapidly and reach out as if to do something, uh, and she sort of swipes her hand in the way she did with the uh, elevator, uh, but before she can finish, 
she is frozen in place and her shape shifts to that of uh, what you can only presume is her, her what she looked like at the time of death where she has her hands arms shielding herself from a blast that you can't see her her lab coat flaring out burnt behind her uh and she is frozen in that stance um and then she is sucked into the binder uh, you can feel her resisting against it, and you look down at the binder and see at the uh, top right corner of the binder, just a section is missing from the, the half-chop she began. Uh, but she is, for the time, trapped. Uh, right. Iris uh, sees this happen and takes a deep breath, uh, or I guess mimics a deep breath, and then begins floating back towards Isaac and just goes, I'm, I'm sorry, Isaac, she just, she came out of nowhere. I, oh, I, there was so much. I know, I know, it's okay, you're fine, you're safe now. Oh, oh goodness, this, is, is that permanent? She says, looking at, uh, at, looking at you, Isaac, but motioning towards Enif. Um, Enif shuts the binder really hard and, and, and is like, it's not permanent, but it should keep her enclosed for now. Uh, Iris is startled for you to actually respond to her directly, and she goes, oh, well, you can see me. And hear me, I guess. Can I? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. You did just <laughs> respond to her. Right, no, but I know, but I, did I do that, like, without actually Did being... I do that? Like, your third eye, your, your your third third eye is beginning to seal, but it's okay. beginning to close again. But like you can still see her for the moment. It's it, she's starting to fade away from you. Okay. Um, it, it, Enif kind of smiles and says, "Only temporarily, unfortunately." Goes. Well, it's nice to to formally say hi, and th- that that bit sort of fades off, tapers off at the end, and you can no longer see her. So temporary. That means we got to figure out how to keep her from coming back out and, and trying to attack more people. Right. And we either have to trap her permanently, which would take a lot more magic than just me stuffing her into this book, or find a way to get her to leave, or destroy her. Gosh, I would really like to see if we can not have to destroy her. I mean, did you see how terrified she looked right right before you sucked her into the book? That must have been her last moments here in, you know, in the lab. That must have been horrible. She said that she was trying to research ghosts. Didn't she? She did, yeah. I thought she was working on magic and spells. I wonder... Maybe there was more involved in that than we know. Maybe it'll help if we try and find her research. We could try. Um, I would think that anything related might be in that book, but do you think there's more somewhere else? Well, this this one just talked about the incident, but maybe that archive room had had books with her research in it, and finding that might maybe help us to find a way to get her to leave, or finally accept that she's died? I don't know. Something. It's somewhere to start. Um, where, I guess, the f- I think we left everyone else on the first floor. Um, I guess we should go try to group back up with them.
you guys have agreed, or you guys have gotten Dr. Crane to agree to give some of his blood. Uh, uh, knock it out and just cut it out of him. <laughs> Christ. Jesus. Uh, willingly given. If you steal it, it's still not willingly uh, given. Even he if he's, agreed. He agreed to give you a vial. At, willingly. It, my favorite if thing you take is it, that... it's still not willingly. <laughs> my favorite thing is that Baron just keeps getting sucked in onto these side quests that Grenoble is My, my, my <laughs> terrible Shady side quest. It's, it's, it's worth asking. Uh, we, we did kind of leave it off as a funny zinger. Uh, for for Kinnis asking about Baron how connected he was to his blood, I'm curious how that resolved. Did they just <laughs> laugh it off and then move on and not really discuss it further? Or I'm fairly certain that as soon as he said it, Baron was like, oh. and then like walked away and was like, why did you do that? So very attached. Got it. Uh... Yeah. Oh man. Oh, All right. Beans. So yeah, you guys uh, begin making your way um, back to the elevator, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. Dr. Crane at least makes it uh, makes his way that way, uh, and he swipes his key card and calls the elevator. It comes back up empty of your friends. Um, They're dead. And you get in, and he enters for the third floor, and it begins making its way up. And you are released onto the third floor, uh, and he takes you down the way into one of the rooms that are pointed out as being minor testing labs. And he swipes his keycard to open it due to the, uh, you know, the lockdown that's still on. And you step inside, and he goes, "Now we don't normally have too much use for the syringes. It's not bio- biological tests aren't really much of what we do here, but we do keep them on hand in case a." Experiment does require it, so uh, he, he grabs one and he hands the syringe to you, Kernunos. All right, I uh, take that blood out of this dude. Does, does Kernunos know do how to do that? It's <laughs> a great question that I don't have the answer to. Uh, I don't think he has handled a syringe before, but I think he knows what one is. You know what I mean? He plunged yeah. it straight into Crane's heart. <laughs> <laughs> right into his eye. <laughs> All right. Just to get past the whole syringe talk that I'm sure isn't in uh, yeah, a lot of people's cup of tea, we'll just say that Kernunos, being a god, has an idea about just how human bodies work. Just like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a general like knowledge of God since, I don't know, seems about right. And he manages to extract this blood without any further discussion of it. Um... It hurts Dr. Crane a little more than it probably should have, but you do it. And he's grimacing, and there's now a Band-Aid on his arm from With where he's the blood. Uh, but Just you did. You. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a, li- a little uh, little pop-up on your screen, Canunas, that says, Blood collected one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, God. One down. And, goes, uh, and Dr. Crane goes, if you, if you don't mind me asking, how, what exactly is the, the blood used for? I'm going to drink it. <laughs> Good God! No, no, Doctor Crane, I'm kidding. Uh, it would be used as a, a, a sealant. A, a sealant, like okay. I'm assuming you to mean like mag- ma- magical, whatever you're doing. Correct. Exorcism or ghost? This is a lot to take. This, yes, this is a lot to take in. Now, I understand. Now, you asked us to keep you safe. Yes, I, w- I would rather prefer to not uh, 
end up like my colleague who was clobbered quite badly by one of those living mannequin things. So, Dr. Crane, here's the plan. You need to stay here and not leave, no matter what. Do you understand? I don't uh. feel very safe about that at all. The ghost <laughs> can, can't go, go through walls. I, I believe that uh, is a, a thing can, that can, ghosts do. <laughs> can you excuse me for a second? I think I'm going to pull Cornunus off to the side. Uh, I think we should keep him with us. Not only does uh, he have a connection which could help with the ghost, I'm fairly certain that if we leave him here, this man is probably going to maybe get hurt in some way. Oh, I mean, I was going to seal off the room, but if you think he'd be useful, we can bring him along. I think he might be. At least he has a connection to her. Maybe that we can use that to at least get more out of her, or get some more information. He also has a key card to at least gets around, so we can... Maybe get around the office easier. I also have a key card. We can have two key cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dr. Crane, new plan? Yes. You're going to come with us, and we will keep you safe. Um, having you might assist us with banishing your wife's spirit. Uh, can we not phrase it like that, please? We We'd like you to help us to see if you can... Help your wife move on. That's much better. Thank you so much. Uh, I, we I, need your help to send your wife to hell. We need more just keeps making it worse. And Baron's like, we need you to help. We need you to help us. Kurnus like, we need you to throw a stake through your wife's heart. I need your blood. Your wife is a monster and I must kill her in the most painful way possible to uh, guarantee that my gods are pleased. Um, Dr. Crane goes, I, I hate to impose, but if, if we could make a stop by my office real quick, I just... I forgot my lunch. <laughs> I'm I, I, it's, three, it's four o'clock and I need to take my medicine. <laughs> I just need to check a few things on my computer real quick. I haven't checked my email since three. I have an iron deficiency and you just drew blood for me. I would really I like some, 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 some cookies and some orange juice would be very good to me right now. <laughs> well, you swing by the well, cafeteria for 35 minutes. <laughs> you sit there just chewing this good cookie. Anyway. Oh, that's right. fine. Sure thing. That's yeah, fine. Alright, uh, you, right. you, you guys head up. He, he swipes his keycard a couple more times and gets into his office. And he says, I'll be just a moment. And he goes by his computer and, and, and begins typing on it real, really quickly. Um, he doesn't take too long. It's probably like a minute at most as he, he finishes up a few things on his computer, hits enter, and uh, and then he stands back up from his desk and, and, and kind of like buckles over slightly and just goes, oh, oh, that's, uh, oh, yes, a little, little dizzy from the, from, from the, the bloodletting. Uh, not like they took a gallon <laughs> from him. Uh, and he he goes, ah, "Ooh, that's going to be a little difficult to deal with." But I, I slap I him. Like, Get yourself together. <laughs> no, okay. He does I shall soldier on. He says. Uh, where where to next? Well, everyone went downstairs. I think we need to head back that way. All right. Uh, I'll. Uh, I'll leave you in a swipe as needed. And he, he 
uses his key card to get you guys back to the elevator. Uh, what floor are you headed to? Were we? Hold on. Legitimately, isn't the first floor where the cafeteria is? Yeah. Yes. No. First floor is where the cafeteria is. Yes. Let's get the man a legitimate snack real quick. Like, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> Come on. He's going to pass out. And then he's just like dead weight for you. Yeah, I don't care. You you two are having this argument, and uh, Doctor Crane, liking this idea, hits the button for the cafeteria before you resolve it, and it begins heading down to the cafeteria. Isaac and Enif, you guys don't have a key card. What do you do? Yeah, we realize that as soon as we get to the elevator. And you walk to the elevator and hit the button, and there's a little bam bam, and the the key card uh, reader flashes a little light at you. Damn it! Cronunas has the key card, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um. Okay. Um. Can I text Cronunas? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um. Yeah, this isn't a super busy time so i'm just gonna let that happen because all right um i'm gonna text we need this narrative moving forward yeah yeah, i'm gonna text cronunos that um we trapped ghost temporarily stuck in basement help i love enif's efficient use of texting whereas baron (laughs) just text whole paragraphs enif's just like why use many words when few words do trick the best part is that's not even the character that's just me as a person you should see my business emails Efficiency. Yeah, but that's what I text. <laughs> you get that text, Karenunas. I look to uh, Baron and say, "All right, let's get going. We need to get downstairs. They're in trouble." Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Baron grabs a Baron grabs a cookie at least or something like that. Hanging <laughs> around. Yeah, you you get like a cookie and an apple juice from like the the little displays out in front of the. <laughs> I love the... how like professional scientists have apple juice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, hey man. man, sometimes you need that, that extra sugar. You're right, you're right, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you guys make your way down to the basement where we can continue this scene unimpeded by whatever I was doing with that. Um, yeah, you guys make it down there. Uh, and you are greeted by, again, this hallway that's just full of limp mannequins and Enif and Isaac, Enif holding a binder that is just just shaking slightly. Oh. Hmm. What what you got there? <laughs> um, I was able to trap the ghost in this in this binder. It's it it's not going to hold it for long. We need to figure out how to how to help her move on. And wait, well, why is he here? To... And Enid's oh, like pointing uh... at Crane. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And he he says, I I ma- I made a trade, blood for for protection. <gasps> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Yes, the spirit is his wife. Right, no, no, I got that part. I'm confused about the blood part. <laughs> well, you see, your, your friend here, uh, was it? I thought, I thought it could be helpful. <laughs> Enos, like, looking yeah. at Cronuno's like, the fuck? But then, like, okay, we need to, like, is, like, the, the binder's, like, <laughs> shaking in their hands, and it's like, okay, priorities. And it's like, all right, um, great. Great job, Cronunos. I was looking at Cronunos like, I'm going to talk to you later. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. I have, Enif, I have a thought. Mm-hmm. We might not need to coax the spirit onto the next world. We might just be able to push it there. How? Between you and I, we could just banish the spirit. 
it's trapped in an it's trapped in this object. It's easy enough to banish a spirit from something once it's bound to it. Okay. That is a basic use magic ability. That's true. Didn't think about it. <laughs> Not even a big magic. Um. If Chris wants to make that big magic. Oh, I, I'm certainly going to make that big magic <laughs> I, for I, sure. I know yeah. this is coming. Uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Because it's 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 a spirit, yes, but it's also the monster. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a big in spirit. I mean, even even with you and I combined, Kununos, this. I mean, when I was putting trapping it in here, it's it's fighting me tooth and nail just to stay in this binder. I don't think we'll be able to banish it just like that. Well, we need. We have him. Right. Pointing at Doctor Crane. Doctor Crane looks startled and just goes, "What? What can I do? I, I barely knew that." Ghost existed before today. I thought I barely knew that. <laughs> I barely knew my wife. I barely knew my wife. But... Banish her? I hardly knew her. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, um, uh, I mean, Edith, is there any way, I mean, everybody else can contribute and help to banish it as well? Like, even Dr. Crane here? Can you tell us what to do or what we need to do? Um... Uh, out of curiosity, Chris, if it was big magic, what would we need? Yeah, uh, Ian, if you think on this, trying to to figure out um, a a a spirit of this uh sort of level of power as uh, she has display as Doctor Russell has displayed, uh, obviously, normally you you being the spellcaster you are, you could probably you know force a spirit to pass on if it were like you know a base spirit. You could probably honestly make Iris pass on if you really just tried hard enough not that you would mm, but damn. you probably could uh but this one is displaying un- an unnatural level of power and so it would definitely take several people helping you uh you do believe that the the someone with a very strong connection aiding in this ritual uh might be able to make it happen um so having dr crane and the four of you all try and channel the spell could just knock this spirit back uh, out of this world. Slap so you, this bitch straight in the You have this everything world. you need. Uh, you would just need all to, to work together on it. Okay. Um, I, th- I think, and Enos, like, looking around, looking around the basement, I think if all four of us tried to channel the magic ability and with um, this guy here, and <laughs> Enos just, like, points at, points at Dr. Crane. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a... Uh... It's a duck, 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 crane. Sure. It, it, since he has a relation with the spirit, him, him being here will help. Um, I, I think, I think we can try. This might actually work. Um, and Enif like, um, is like looking at the ground and like, looks at Baron and is like, uh, hold this binder with all the force you can, so it stays closed. You got it. Okay. And Enif starts, like, um, uh, pulls, like, some chalk out of their, like, um, like, the stuff that they brought with them. And, like, starts, you know, drawing a big circle on the ground and, like, some symbols and stuff. And is like, all right, um, we're going to place the book in the middle and all of us have to stand around it. Oh, Enif, you missed a seraph on that. Oh. Enif <laughs> just, like, hands the chalk to Kronos and... <laughs> He corrects the one, the one wrong letter. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. Okay. Book in the middle. 
And before we start, if this is to banish her, she's gone for good. It's not sending her to the afterlife, right? It's destroying her spirit. Oh no, she goes to hell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she's <straight> down. <laughs> um, actually, uh, Chris, what does happen if you banish the spirit? Uh, yeah, Chris, is heaven real? <laughs> so, right here, right now. So it's worth mentioning that uh, while ghosts obviously exist in this, well, in the in the fiction of this world, um. No one, obviously people have all their different beliefs as they do in the real world. No one's quite sure what happens when they pass on, just in general. Even even the gods uh, in this world don't know the afterlife. Uh, it is a generally accepted rule between the gods that it the afterlife is truly made for mortals. And so gods are not allowed to at all be involved with it. Uh, so while they have like their, they, the gods even have their beliefs on what they go, obviously, uh, usually, for 99% of the cases, the gods believe in the afterlifes uh, associated with their pantheons, but um, they don't know either. No one's quite sure, but this spell, in theory, should send it to whatever afterlife exists. Okay. No, if, if we... Isaac, if we banish the spirit, it's, it's not a, a terrible thing. It's more of just... Sometimes spirits have can move on on their own, and some of them just need a little push. And this is just us giving them a little push. Okay, so it it's not going to. I would. I was going to say kill her, but it, it's not going to be painful for her, right? It shouldn't be. Um, and she just like gestures again at Doctor Crane. Is like, uh, he 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 should help. So and he he responds. So uh, this is going to allow my ghost of my wife to move on and it the, the, the ritual r requires my aid yes you're you will um since you you knew um the ghost uh you will your presence here will calm calm them and help them move on more than just if it was just us four okay i'll do what I can. Everybody um, stand in a circle and hold hands. Everybody say Indians, okay. though. Everyone does that. <laughs> Everyone Except does that. Baron, who's busy holding the book to the ground. Right, right, right. Well, book, book goes in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> book, book is important. Stay there. I guess I'm just standing in the middle with, like, still holding the book closed, just waiting to go, I guess? Yeah, this book is... It, you saw Enif holding it, saw it shaking, and didn't realize how hard Enif was holding it. Uh, and now that Enif, the person who cast the spell on it, uh, is no longer in direct contact, it is fighting back so hard, it it feels like trying to wrestle an, a wild animal to the ground, keeping this binder to the to the floor and in the center of this uh, these runes. Okay, this um, Enif sees that and is like, the normal ritual might not 100% work. Um, everyone get closer. Everyone... Um. Uh, put your hand on the book while Baron holds it, so that we all have contact with it. Iris, stay back. Everyone does that. I, Iris, I, you say that, and you look back, and Iris is like halfway down the hall. <laughs> I was like, I'm <laughs> out of here. Why? <laughs> Peace. Okay. Um. All right. Everyone, all close right, your eyes and concentrate. And. Uh. Um. 
you and yeah, I, Enif is just like looking at Dr. Crane. Um, you you um, think about uh, your wife and think about all the good memories and um, in your mind just try to tell her that everything's okay and that it's time her time to go. Uh, he nods. Okay. And then we all close our eyes and then we concentrate um, everybody concentrate on sending the ghost, you know, into a bright white light. And then we use magic. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You all begin concentrating the spell. Uh, Enith, I would like you to begin, uh, go ahead and roll a use magic roll. Say six, <laughs> which huh. is a failure. <laughs> um, Wait, including all your pluses? I guess. That was yeah. a straight one. That was a... Yeah, a one. Garsh. That was a two and a one plus three. Do we not get a plus one for Crane being here? Uh, either um, Kierners or Isaac can roll help out here. Because they just are very help distinctly out, helping, magic. helping out. Yeah, they, you're, you're just regular help out. Uh, to that's try cool, and, right? Yep, that is cool. I am one cool. All right, I am negative one cool. All right. Or yeah, Kerninos, you also helped like make sure the runes were correct, so I think that's very appropriate for Kerninos. Makes sense, yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm gonna be uh, cool. So give me that plus cool roll. Fucking be cool. Hey, right, that's an eight. That brings up to a seven. Uh, Kerninos, now, I need you to roll use magic. Yes. As you, you, uh, you, your, your help on the runes helped shore up Enif's, like, uh, just momentary faltering there. Well, Enif uh, also, like, uh, trapped the ghost, so... <laughs> They're a little exhausted. Yeah, I, <laughs> little exhausted. I that's fair. A seven for weird. Uh, it's a seven. Yeah, that's a makes yeah. sense. It's fine. Uh, Isaac, give me a ro- use magic roll. Using this magic is an eight. eight. Uh, nice. And finally, Baron, give me a an act under pressure. I had a feeling this was coming. <laughs> As the <laughs> book is writhing. Yeah, I imagine. Is a seven. That is a mixed success. Mixed um, across the board. Yeah. So great, yeah, guys. with all these mixed success, here's how this resolves. Um, you all are casting a spell, and none of you are especially familiar with this particular ritual. Uh, Kerninus and Enif, you both have learned the ritual that this is basically based on, which is how Enif designed it. Uh, but like this specific way of doing it is unfamiliar to all of you. Isaac especially, you obviously, Isaac doesn't know much about the actual workings of magic at all, because he's still very new to this. Uh, and Baron is just wrestling with it. It's, it's bouncing all around underneath of him. Uh, Baron, you are so concentrated on holding this book down uh, that you are startled as an elbow collides with your face, knocking you off the book. And all of you look up at Jeremiah Crane, who has grabbed the binder and is getting up to run uh, when this spell uh, releases. And the ghost bursts out of the book as uh, Dr. Crane opens it, and then the spell just latches around her. Uh, She is screaming in anger and frustration as these binds wrap wrap around her and she she glows this this bright white light that you all were envisioning uh and then she screams harder and it it the, the the light fades and she is much less resolved than she was the previous times you saw her 
and she reaches out, and you, you, Isaac, you see those tendrils reach out for the mannequins, and they just sort of lazily fall away. And she looks a lot more limp than she once did. Her clothes are just falling all around her. Her hair is all in her face. And she looks around at all of you, screams one last scream, and then drifts very, very uh, slowly through the ceiling. Uh, Dr. Crane has fallen on his back from the force of her erupting from this book. Uh, Baron, you are on your back with a bloody nose, and the rest of you are just exhausted from the exertion of this spell. But the ghost is still present, right? They're just not banished. The the ghost has left this area. Uh, they seemed extremely weakened. None of you but Isaac know that. Okay. Um, Enif's gonna, like, take all their strength that they have and march over to Crane <laughs> and rip the binder out of his hands and glare at him and be like, what the fuck's your problem? He is, is breathing heavily and goes, I couldn't let you, s- you used to stop it. What? Ugh. It's so, so beautiful. Adelaide. Uh, the, the melody is so beautiful. I, I think... The song. I think he's under some sort of spell. This... <sighs> He must be under the influence of the ghost. I think Baron sits up. I sure hope he is, because my nose fucking hurts. <laughs> Can I use um, my newly found telepathy uh, to attempt to read his thoughts? Yeah, sure. Uh, you begin to reach into his thoughts to, to read what you can. Uh, go ahead and give me that investigate a mystery roll. Beep, 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 beep. This is 13. 13. You get to ask two nice. questions. What are you looking for in this person's brain as you reach out? Um, I'm trying to understand what his intentions are. Uh, Alright, what is being concealed here, I guess? Yeah. Or what was it going to do? Both, I guess. Uh, let's start with, yeah, concealed here. What is being concealed here? Uh, you reach into his brain and you hear that his thoughts are a jumble. This was a lot to go through, so his, his thoughts are a little hard to, to parse. They're not like direct. it's like it's like nothing but white doors, and then just like the word Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot, real? <laughs> Question mark. Um, you see, uh, obviously, his thoughts are on his his wife that's passed. Um, uh, you reach in and you don't recognize any sort of form of control there that's being concealed uh you recognize um that he went into that uh ritual uh planning on freeing his wife and that he's known about his wife's ghost from the moment she passed Son of a bitch. um and let's do i'm gonna try what happened here what happened here? Um, so obviously you know the, the what you saw happened here. Um, he was uncertain of how to stop the ritual. For a second there, he was think- thinking, like, I can just try and do bad at the ritual. But then he realized all he was asked to do during the ritual was um, think good thoughts about his wife, which, like, he does sort of naturally. Um, so he decided he had to take a more direct... Uh, approach to make sure his wife was free so that she could continue gaining power. 
He's a traitor. He's a what? <laughs> He's the killer. <laughs> He's the killer. I knew it. He's the killer. <laughs> Dr. Crane, you didn't want your wife to pass on. He sort of... Let me get close to my actual mic. Uh, he sort of sits up very slowly. Because, um, again, he was knocked onto his back. Um, and he looks at you and just goes, What? Why would I want her to pass on? She'd be gone then. That's the point. She's terrorizing everyone here. But she's doing that so she doesn't have to pass on. What? Dr. Crane, she's gone already. There's At this point, there's nothing else for her to do here. She doesn't have a body. She can't hug you. She can't be with you. There's no reason for her to stay. She's she's hurting other people too. This I know it's it's an act of revenge, but it's not the right way to do it. She hasn't hurt a single person. What are you talking about? There is a doctor upstairs whose name I can't remember, but I remember <laughs> she was a woman. <laughs> and Doctor Doctor Dexter. Right, Doctor Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> who is in a coma upstairs because of your wife sending song through email. And there's someone else, I'm pretty sure, also a person whose name I can't remember, upstairs. And the guard. That's three people! And Edith is, like, holding up three fingers. <laughs> uh, he looks amongst you and just goes, Oh, that... <laughs> That wasn't her. What? Oh, I've been <laughs> sending the emails. Kernunos is just a little like, what? <laughs> Pikachu surprised face. <laughs> he's, he's just a human, right? <laughs> You're the one as far as keeping her here. Do I gank this fool? <laughs> but, okay, so the, e but the emails looked re sounded really similar to the noise that was happening when with moral right when i was trying to yes. research okay well, you're trying to reach moral but you, you don't know that it has anything to do with well actually no it might you're not sure i'm not sure though so enif gets yeah. super suspicious and um enif's gonna open up their third eye to figure out what the fuck is up with this dude okay yeah go and give me a read about situation and i open up my third eye yeah you do what are your two questions um I guess, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You look around the and there gun in his be, pocket. <laughs> there does not seem to be anything particular magical about this. Uh, you do notice that he is beginning to, to get to his feet. Um, you're not sure if that's necessarily a danger, but he, he is, seems to be recollecting himself. Um, and then... What's the best way to protect the victims? Uh, like I just I just want to I mean, know like what like the the music he's been you know sending like you know what's up with that is that like permanent like what's up you know uh I mean y you don't really get that from really bad situation unfortunately but uh you you the best way to protect the victims from his own admission seems to be making sure he doesn't get back to another computer to potentially send more emails mm -hmm. um. Uh, Okay. 
why, why would you be sending these emails? What, what do you have to gain by making, turning everyone into a coma? Or putting everyone into a coma. God. <laughs> uh, I th- think, um, you know, I, th- I think he's a straightforward person. I don't think he's a traditional villain who wants to hide all his secrets. I think he's fine with trying to explain his motivation, honestly. He's about to monologue. Uh, I mean, probably not quite monologue, but he goes, um, I, I mean, the, the, the comas are, are a bit of a, a side effect. I'm not, that's, that, that is not the goal. The goal is to, th- this melody, this, this haunting tune, it, it taps into something crucial about our, our reality. And with that, oh, with that, we could rewrite the past. We could we can make it so she never even died. Uh, Enif just like looks at Kronos and is like, this man's insane. I don't sense anything magic about him, but he's insane. Well, so much for keeping him safe. Yeah, looks like, um... It's like we're going to have to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Kronos just punches him in the <laughs> Come face. Come on. Deals off, at, bud. Punch at, in the face. <laughs> At that, he immediately dashes for the stairwell. We need to stop him. If he sends any more emails. I use my big old razor whip and just fucking Indiana Jones the dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah. Go ahead and kick some ass. Get him. Uh, Do it. That's a seven. Seven is a mixed success. Um, He makes it a decent bit down the hallway before your whip reaches him, and it, it just barely catches him. Uh, it does tear a nice gash down his back, which he probably doesn't appreciate, but he makes it to the stairwell in time and slams the door shut behind him. Uh, you Damn hear it. the echoes of his footsteps going up the stairs. This he- For whatever it's worth, worth I do three harm, uh, and it is messy. Yeah, there, there's a lot of blood. I'm sorry. There's a lot of blood scattered around the the hall, uh, where where you hit him. Okay. Um, I don't know if we've completely banished the ghost because uh, he interrupted the ritual. Um, but we can't, under any circumstances, let him near another computer. I don't know if we can fix the people that he's already put in a coma, so we can't let him do that to anyone else. Agreed. Yeah, we need to tell him, tell us how to fix the or get people out of that sleep state. And um, I might have an idea. Okay, we're all ears. Uh, Chris. Yes. When I destroyed the 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 back door lock. Uh huh. Uh, did I notice like any any um uh what's what I'm looking for? I want to cut power off to this building, and I'm just trying to figure out how to do it. Oh, um, I don't think you found, like, a breaker box at the mm. back door. Uh, hmm. We need to run after him. Yeah, right. time, to, time to run. All right. That's boogie. <laughs> time for running. All right, uh, you guys begin to run after him, heading for the stairs, um, and... You make it into the stairwell and begin running up the stairs. Uh, he, you don't, you no longer hear the the echoing footsteps, so you can't be quite sure where he headed. And as you begin 
heading up the stairs, um, you are interrupted by a... Warning, contaminant leak. Lockdown level 2 initiated. And you see these blast doors close down on all the doors out of the stairwell. You are trapped.